at the center of the universe. At the border between the light and the dark stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the heroes of Grayskull have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria, and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come the power. The power to be supreme. The power to be all-knowing. The power to be... Legends of Grayskull. Welcome to episode 47 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Mini-Comics, Comics, Ladybird, UK Annuals, anything and everything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Mattel logo down the corner. I'm Matthew Duch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? I'm doing... Okay. okay. <laughs> I think your He-Man punched us once a day every day of our childhood, so why not? <laughs> Unfortunately, my punches would probably make somebody go, was that supposed to mean something? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so we are here tonight. Probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, guys, but we haven't gotten into a remastering in a while. And that's a shame. We both love the remasterings. So, well, yeah, I don't think there should be any news. So, without further ado, uh, let's get straight to it. Remastering their universe! (laughs) So, remastering their universe... Uh, for those of you who might be newer to this show or haven't caught up on our back catalog, this is a segment where we take an episode or a book or a comic, some sort of master's story that didn't quite have the power, and we fix it, and we make it better. And everyone rejoices and tells us how amazing we are for doing this. <laughs> well, maybe not that last part, but... We did yeah. take the bad stories, we try and make them better, um, and it's a fun little brain exercise. So, the the caveat here is that we take the story, and we stay within the general guidelines that are set forth by the episode, uh, or book, or comic, or whatever. So it's not, we're not just throwing the whole thing out and making something completely brand new. We gotta try and stay within the parameters set, uh... By the by, the original source. So, we've done quite a few in the past. Go check them out uh, if you'd like, and we'll dive right into this one. So, Sean, what are we doing today? We're doing to walk with dragons. From <laughs> obviously that didn't go over well with Matt. From the 2000X cartoon MYP Productions. 
and this was the second episode of the second season of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Okay. So, right off the bat, this puts us right after The Last Stand and right before Out of the Past, which is the famous episode where we find out about the uh, sorceress's uh, adventures before uh, Tila and the current time. Yep. So right off the bat, your placement is going to be an issue. So, but so the basis of the episode for those of you who haven't seen it before is King Randor's forming a new council of eternity uh, to help him because he feels like it's a lot his fault that Skeletor almost succeeded in, you know, the previous arc there of the Council of Evil and the Last Stand. Um, and so he's got all these delegates coming from all over Eternia, and he wants to make sure everything's secure. Skeletor, of course, wants to disrupt all this and break up the council before it even has a chance to start. And he decides he's going to do this by using the Serpentitars, which are those flying green serpents uh, that we've seen in previous episodes. Uh, Beastman controls them. Uh, the only problem is, is obviously, as we found in previous episodes, dragons hate Serpentitars and they will attack them on sight. So Skeletor and company come up with a plan to get rid of all the dragons. Which they do so by stink or gassing them out, basically. Yep. And they all the dragons take off. And so Man-at-Arms is forced to create robotic dragon walkers... No, not those cool ones you're thinking of from your childhood. Um, there's <laughs> they're, uh, some interesting designs, but they're mechanical, and they hold off the Serpentitars long enough for He-Man to bring the dragons back and save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Ugh, I don't even know where to start with this one. <laughs> he starts by having a drink, folks. This is what this episode has done I, to him. <laughs> well, number one, whenever you hear people say that He-Man is just a, uh, a 30-minute vehicle to sell toys, this is the kind of episode they're thinking of. Because the only reason that this episode exists is because Mattel had a dragon walker that they were releasing. And... Mm. And they did really say as a toy, and it's it's a neat little toy. But let's start with the dragon walkers themselves. That's a good place to start because it does a disservice to the story. Because Man at Arms has to build these dragon walkers to trick the Serpentitars into thinking they're dragons, but these dragon walkers look nothing like an Eternian dragon that we've seen in this series up until now. All of the Eternian dragons are red, four-legged, you know, breathe fire, and these are two-legged blue mechanical dragons that don't fly. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, if yeah. you're going to build dragons to make them think that they're dragons, you would make them look like dragons, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it, okay. Starting with that point of the story, I it's it's the least interesting thing the story has going for yes. it and if if that was the reason that this is written it's it's funny to me that you could take that part out and the story could still be better yes so it doesn't it's like it's a clunker part to me no matter what and it it, i i'm not a fan anytime a story does that um like uh we we dealt with it in the episode I cannot remember uh, Turnabout, mm-hmm. where just offhandedly a character goes, "Well, if Skeletor could be a good guy if he wasn't so evil all the time," and it's kind of the yeah. same thing. Well, you know, uh, what if we make some dragons? That's yeah. a great idea. It's like, huh? Like uh, from that point on, I'm like, even Man at Arms would have been like, "That's stupid." No, we you can't make dragons. Like it, what you're talking about, it's like everything that there is about a dragon yeah. doesn't make sense with this. So why would the Serpentors even be looking at this as, oh, I'm going to stay away? Exactly. No, uh, they're going to plow through them yeah. and get to the uh, the palace before the masters can handle anything. Because we also find out in the episode those things are pointless and useless because they lose their power. Yeah. They can't fly. The they don't do a whole hell of a, the power source runs out. It's it's <laughs> worse than like having a five year old iPhone. I mean, you're you're like, hey, my battery said it was on seventy five, and now it's down to twenty. What yeah. the heck? You know, it's like it, they're worse than that. So, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, it, it's like this is not helping sell a toy because no. the, it makes the toy look like well. So basically, if I play with this, it's supposed to run down really quick, and I just leave it. You know, like. Why am I buying this thing? I'm buying more batteries. But yeah, exactly. It, you know, as I, and that's the thing. It's like I can, I can forgive that suspension. I can give them that suspension of disbelief to go, okay, whatever. Your best bet is to build dragons. Great. But the great man in arms would make them look like dragons. He'd be like, give me some red paint. Like, Ram Man, you made these blue. What are we going to do with these? Throw them out. Start sure. again. You know? I mean, don't treat your characters dumb just because Mattel already had this toy made up. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have time to mute. Um, they they also showed previously that um, Man at Arms works with holographic technology because yeah. we had the Faker earlier. We had Faker show up, even though it was for literally one second. It was yep. Faker because we could make a He Man just just show up at Snake Mountain to create a diversion. So how is it that that technology wasn't implemented to make those things look like dragons? Which, yep, it, it, like the, I don't know, like that kind of confuses the story. The, the more I'm thinking of where I'm going with it, but just have it that they're they're holographic dragons and it makes them zoom in on them. Oh my God, the dragons are back or whatever, and that would have been the end of the battle. And the, instead, we get robot chickens, for lack of a better term. And I think I think that's the key here. So. Okay, so let's back up a minute here because I want to talk a second about something that's... So yeah, so Dragon Walkers... Stupid. We gotta do something with them. Let's table that for one second here because I want to talk about something that's really good and something I wish we saw more of. The... The setup to the episode, what it originally felt like coming into it was... So Randor's worried about 
you know, security for this new council. Man Arms has been up for like two days straight just building weapons and vehicles and anything and everything you can think of um, so that they're not caught. You know, he's really feeling the... Both of them are. The King and Man Arms are feeling the pains of their near defeat by Skeletor. And the the burden that's on them as, you know, the highest ranking military officer and the leader of Eternia that, you know... It's on their shoulders that we almost lost everything. Yep. That's a neat concept. Get into that. You know, get into, yep. get into, stick with the council on this one. Like, that's the thing. Watching this episode the whole time, I'm like, but what's going on back with the council? Like, there's, mm-hmm. you see all those delegates arrive and there's like, you know, uh, uh, Chief Carnivus is there with his people. The cool attacks come from the Ice Mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the the centaur people and the Andreans, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on with them. Like, mm-hmm. stick with the council, see what they're doing. You know. Yep. Um. And so, what I thought was, okay, let's let's keep, let's keep keep the the dragons. Evacuate, and if you have to do that with Stinkor, fine. I can at least buy that as a kid's show. What he gassed out a bunch of dragons so that these Serpentors can roam free. Have them successfully kidnap one of the council members. Have the evil warriors take one of the council members and mm-hmm. take them somewhere. The, the queen bee or whoever. Have them take them somewhere. And so then the crux of the episode is how do we get this captive back. How do we get through this whole army of Serpentors to rescue this council member before the rest of the council realizes that she's taken? And I think it's, I know I'm getting a little off the beating path, but I think it still serves the purpose of the story. And make the dragon walkers be that part of the story because they need this new vehicle to traverse the tr- terrain to get to where they're holding this hostage, you know, mm-hmm. and then you've still got the to walk with dragons. You can send somebody else to get the real dragons. Um, and I'd, I, and I'd say make, make them like the actual dragon walkers from the eighties, because that was a cool, that was a cool vehicle, and it could work here, especially if you're traversing this this tough terrain with, you know, the whole point of the Dragon Walker was how it swung around and was able to, like, bridge gaps and overcome obstacles and everything, you know? Like, I think mm-hmm. that, could, that could actually work well in this kind of situation. Like, okay, we need this vehicle because we've got to go over this rough terrain that normally only dragons and serpentitars go through. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So... So the way I and and mine, I don't. I'm not trying to diverge it or anything compared yeah. to when we did the uh, cosmic comet one. <laughs> dear Lord, um, I I kept like I I'm right there with you. The council is it's such a big ingredient to this story, and you barely have any screen time. You get to right. see glimpses. And you barely even know who these people are that they're worried about protecting other than their delegates from all over, yep. uh, all over Eternia. 
but you don't have that face time with these characters. And that to me is a disservice because one of the best things about 2000X, hands down for me, is is besides the, the overarching storytelling is you get all of this glimpse into the world of Eternia and it feels rich to me because you get to meet the cool attacks. You get to meet the uh, Lord Dactus. Yep. You get to meet uh, Chief Carnivus and all of these other uh, factions that are out there. And here's the here's the thing too. And I'm I'm kind of backtracking here, but uh, Manny Gonzalez gave us the question uh, in our last episode about. Um, oh, hang on one second. My brain just shot down. <laughs> uh, he 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 asked us about what five part episode would we like, and I I, I went to Power of Grayskull. Yeah. And the idea with Power of Grayskull, if I could have done it that way, would have been it would have been involving here's all the different factions and how he's trying to unite them to fight the Horde because the Eternia is under attack yeah. from the Horde and they're trying to get them. So it's like we're in a reverse situation now where Randor is finding they don't have the Horde, but we have a, a challenge that's just about on the same par yeah. as this and we need to do what our ancestors did. So – you know, I like the idea that it would be a circular storytelling, not to go George Lucas on this, <laughs> but to go, okay, here's these factions. Here's the newness of them now. And also here's why maybe they didn't seek out other factions in order to uh, have have alliances. And Randor's trying to accomplish the yep. biggest one of those in their lifetime. Right. So that to me is already – I want to see that way more than I want to worry about this dragon thing that we're talking <laughs> about for starters. Um, and, and to be honest, the way I looked at it is, yeah, I like the idea. Okay. The, the dragon thing, uh, the whole, okay, we got to get rid of the dragons in order to go in there. Um, and, and the stink were thing. Yeah. I, I'll give you that. That's no right. problem. It's a kid's kid's cartoon. It, it's a, it's a funny and it makes sense because yeah. they use uh stink or very much like a WMD anyway. Right. And that's the thing um, and it, real quick here, not trying to throw your train off, but that, and that's my biggest thing is it's like, I want to see me as, as Matt wants to see like a whole episode, just Randor in this council, like delegating. Uh-huh. But my biggest problem was, mm-hmm. but this is a kids show, so we can't just sit here and see this because they just they won't do it. You've got to have, because I could go this whole episode without seeing any action. Like as long as we were mm-hmm. learning about who these characters are, what they're doing, like that's that's good for me. Like I, I we could do a whole episode just around the council table, one single camera, just on the attorney and uh, mm-hmm. conference room, and I'm good. But, uh, yeah, that mm-hmm. was my big thing. It's like, okay, how do we loop some action here? But go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, it, like, when they find out about the dragons and all that stuff, I almost like the idea instead of – and my my version of it throws the dragon walkers honestly out the window because I don't think it works. I, I don't find – the way you, you had it makes sense yeah. because the story dictates, okay, they're going to be going to Snake Mountain probably and doing this. I'm looking at it from – I I don't even care about that and the whole idea of him working himself to the bone for two days straight, no rest. Right. He's not gonna wanna also design these dragon walkers to go in there and do all this stuff. And I, I kind of look at it from a you know, when they find out about the dragons and then they think uh, about the serpentors and what that means, I think that like a group of the masters would go out and try to stop them head on. Yeah. 
while the other like you do a partial you have probably uh adam teela man at arms and somebody else going out there to deal with the serpentors to stop them ahead of time the other masters are are back at the council and they're just guarding them and stuff and the whole thing, we have that connection from season one where Adam saves the dragon. Yep. He helps the dragon mother get out. And so I almost like the idea that he figures out what the deal is with that somehow, and he actually runs into her again, and it pays off again. Yeah. Just like it did in Separation, because Separation, it was the same thing. So let's go back and reuse that again, because it's actually really cool to show this dragon knows he's a good person and, and the dragon wants to help. So it's him going like that dragon would find him or he'd find that dragon. They would have that moment of, Hey, easy, easy girl. You know, yeah. like I, I, what, what are you running from? And then he would be the one to maybe with Tila and man at arms. Like I said, they would be the ones trying to get the dragons to come back. Cause they know there's something that's right. going to attack. And then you have the other uh, masters doing the best they can to hold off the the battle. Here's what happens in my version. In my version, the council sees that there is something happening and they step in. The council, because of who they are, all join forces with the masters and become a unit. And they become – it's like this this cements this – formation that randor wants and maybe up to that point he has delegates arguing amongst each other maybe maybe they can't agree on everything maybe they got this and that going on but when this serpentor attack hits and the masters aren't enough to stop them because they need the dragons the delegates all join forces with the masters and it's the whole the line stands here you know we're holding the line and they go into it with the masters and it's your avengers moment (laughs) where you have the spinning around, you see all of them, and it, it, it would be Skeletor looking at that going, no, you know, like the, it, through his actions, he's doing what he doesn't want to have done because now they're solidified okay. to fight Skeletor, and they re, they all, like, each of them has a little moment on the battlefield where, like, if, if one faction was disagreeing with the other, then on the battlefield, like, one of them gets something behind the other before it gets them. M or something and they're having these moments during the battle where they're solidifying these mm-hmm. you know I have your back kind of feeling right. and Randor's looking at this on the battlefield and even Marlena being who she is and she's willing to battle with them they both look at each other and they're smiling going it's working you know and and then like at, at the very end here come the dragons with He-Man on one dragon Tila's on another and it's like boom the cavalry comes in and chases off Skeletor and the Serpentors finally. And then at the end, instead of it being in that council room all sterile and away from everything, right there on the battlefield in Eternos, that's when they all turn to Randor and say, you have my allegiance. Yeah. Because they got to see firsthand this is what Randor's talking about and we need each other right now. That, that would be my version of this. So I like it. I like it. what Avengers spin and all. What Avengers well, <laughs> So that that's just where well, I if, went with what it, if, looking what if, at it. That's what all. if we no, what if we what if we just play that out a little bit more? Okay, so so I'll I'll drop my captive thing. Because that was just the best way I thought to get some energy going. But okay. So Stinkor gets rid of the dragons. 
the masters realize that the Serpentors are going to attack, and they need the dragons. So take take your heavy hitters. Take your He-Man, Man-Arms, Tila. They take off. Let them take Dragon Walkers. Let Mattel sell their toys. You know, sure. We got, we got to go with Mattel here. Um, they write the paycheck. So, mm-hmm. and then what if the episode is it's it's flashes of you know He-Man, Tila, Man-at-Arms on their journey to find the dragons. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Skeletor does start his attack, like you said. But mm-hmm. Randor is is trying to keep the talks going, which are which are falling yep. apart. But he yeah. so he he keep but he keeps he keeps the attack from the council the the proposed council. And mm-hmm. so the episode is you know Ram Man taking on Serpentars and uh, or no we don't have Fisto yet but a Mechanic and everybody and they're all trying as much as they can. Roboto, yeah. And at, but mm-hmm. at the same time they're trying to keep all the word from the council because they don't want to disrupt the talks. And mm-hmm. and and I would I would say go just like you were saying but I would say have Randor's council win. Like, yeah, have He-Man and everybody get the dragons and be on the way back. But then when they get here, there, it's like Skeletor's already taken off because the council mm-hmm. defeated him. And mm-hmm. it's turning the whole thing on its head where it's like, okay, Skeletor thought uh, he was going to break everything up, but he actually solidified the council. Whereas yep. if he hadn't done anything... It pr- talks probably would have broken down because they just couldn't come to agreements on yep. certain issues. That's brilliant I, I right like, there. I, I like that a lot because, you know, it, I, I, it's the best made plans yeah. thing. And Skeletor is so dead set against this happening. And I love that it, at the end of the day, he would go, I, I made this what it becomes. Right. And it was because I attacked them, you know, and, and it, it would, it would be something that I don't think his men would let him live down, but I also think it would it would make him more angry and enraged about this happening. Yeah, and it, you know, like I I actually because the biggest problem too is season two you barely get Skeletor. Right, you get all the Snake Men stuff, which for me I had way too much Snake Men by the end of the <laughs> season, and I would have I wish yes, Skeletor yeah. came back to mm-hmm. you know do something that I'm Meaningful. I would equate as a typical Skeletor Masters of the Universe episode. Right. And one of the things that could have done is him being who he is about this. I, I, I'm going to the episode that uh, yeah. we did just you know a little while ago, but <laughs> him starting to recruit other yeah. villains because he's like – he already did it technically at the end of the season one where he got the Council of Evil. Yeah. But I like the idea he would go, they failed me. Right. These other guys failed me. I have this bigger problem now. My men are are turning sides on, to join the Snake Men, yep. like Evil Lynn, for yep. instance. Yep. And and here we are. Like he needs something else. And that's when all of a sudden you get you get two thousand X Fisto, <laughs> you get two thousand X Scareglow, right. you get Ninjor, you get all these these more like stealthy <laughs> and more. Um, you know, like secretive characters that he pulls out because he's just so annoyed at how this all worked out. And it's because of this episode. And, um, but I, I do like that a lot where it's like, these people are the leaders of their factions. You can't tell me that they can't at least go to battle because they probably had to battle 
people between other factions. And that's it. And, you know, like, I, I can't look at, like, uh, King Chubla being, like, <laughs> you know, a warrior. Yeah. But in one of those cases, it's like they built them up to be kind of scary on the, yeah. uh, the trust episode that they were on. I'm sure those guys could hold their own in a in a battle, and and the Andreenids are hotheads, well, and it's they could do you know like <laughs> it works. There. And it's the thing, it's it's the yeah we can sit here and talk about the threat all we want, and we've seen it in mm-hmm. history, we've seen it in the world wars and everything. You know, where you know America got into some of these wars late because it's like well that's that's their problem over there. You know, this mm-hmm. is well Randor, this is your problem. Skeletor, you know, he's he's against you. We're okay over in, over in our place, you know. Yeah. But then once Skeletor's mm-hmm. on the doorstep with this army of Serpentators, it's like, wait a minute, like, this could happen to us at any time. There's nothing stopping mm-hmm. him from swooping down on us. So... It's it's mm-hmm. that th- it's it's making it it's making it real. It's bringing it to them. And yeah, once they once they fight together, brothers in arms and all that, that's what solidifies them. And yeah, I'd say this is one where you got to take He Man out of the solution completely. He's got to be the Johnny come lately. Like he gets back, he's like, I got the dragons, <laughs> and then it's like, well, where's Skeletor? <laughs> oh, we took care of him, kid. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know. And uh, it, it, it also Randor being a warrior, yeah. And that's something that this this show is great with. And I, you know, they did it once on on filmation, but I love that yeah. they really did that on this show. And I like that it would be him looking at this, going, "This is how I'm supposed to be." Versus, I, I'm not good at the diplomacy. I'm not good at this, and I'm not good at that. But I can damn well wield a sword. You know, <laughs> like I, I kind of like that vi- that vibe from him on this episode, because you don't get it as often as it would have been nice to see either. And I think it would be a good. It would actually complete Randor's and Duncan's story arc here because coming off a Council of Evil, you know, they're down on themselves. They're trying to make it better. Mm -hmm. They're trying to... Duncan is going nonstop making... That opening sequence is pretty cool. And down in the the war room of Eternia and he's just... All these weapons and everything flying around. He's got robots and he's got Ram... He doesn't even let Rayman stop to eat. He's like... Dude, yeah, we need to yeah. make some weapons here. We almost got defeated. Yep. Raymond's like, but I haven't eaten all day. And, and Manor's like, well, eat while you work, you know? Yeah. Like, we don't even have time to stop to eat right now. And for him to come back and, and Randor just be like, look, Duncan, we uh, they, they really need to realize that they can't do it all on their own. They can't do, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you, you know, Duncan, you can push yourself all you want. But at the end of the day, you've got to rely on other people, and you've got to take a rest. Like you get, because that's the other thing I missed. It's like you start off with this thing where Randor and Manarts are all down on themselves, and it, at, at the end, it's just kind of like they're kind of like, "Oh yeah, we're good now," because we have a council. But it doesn't really feel like they've learned anything or it's been earned, you mm-hmm. know. So by doing it this way, where the only reason they won was because the council stepped up, banded together with the masters, with everybody else, it's 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 putting that unity message across and it's showing Duncan like, hey, it's not just you, it's us and we've got together mm-hmm. we've got this, you know? And I, I would say mm-hmm. in the episode with Man Arms putting his head down on a pillow and getting getting some sleep. 
Like, you know, <laughs> but I'm serious though. It's done right. You know, like they, they finish up, they do, you know, they show up with the dragons and, you know, the Serpentors are already gone and they, you know, man arms realize they can't do it all by himself. And then the next sequence you just see, you see man arms like heading down the hallway and he's looking all like, you know, man arms like tough and like, Oh, you're determined. And you're thinking he's going back to the war room. And then the door opens up and it's just his bedroom. And he just like takes the helmet off and he lays down and, mm-hmm. and it's like, he's like, it's like, okay, he's realized he can rest now. Like it'll be mm-hmm. okay. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to kill himself. here trying to do it all. Yeah. I, the, the way I could picture that actually is like, um, Tila and Adam are walking down the hallway mm-hmm. and they're talking about what happened. And Tila's, I wrote a dragon, yeah. you know, or, or something along those lines. Like they, she's a and she's like, Oh, well, you know, you couldn't be bothered to do this, but I wrote a dragon next to He-Man yeah. and my father did this and da 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 da. And she's like, and now, now I got to go tell him something that King Randor told me to tell him. And then they open the door to his yeah. chamber and there like he is it. sleeping. And then she, maybe like Tila walks in and she pulls the blanket up over him. So it's like up to his shoulder. Right. And she's like, she's like, you know, one of them just goes well-deserved or something. And they just walk out of the room and it's like, it, it can, or, or it can wait yeah. or something. And they just it leave them alone. Wait. That's a good way. Yeah. That's a good way to end that. Whereas it can wait. Cause we got a council now. Right. We got, we got people. We've got this. So that's cool. And, and, it doesn't have to just be on him. And then, like you said, this whole second season really should have been going into the bigger picture here. It should have been the, the amassing the forces, you know, it's the, it's, mm-hmm. I know we say, say this all the time, especially in private, but it's that, you know, it, it, it goes back to dark night, you know, uh, cops get pull up, bulletproof vests and villains get get or criminals get armor piercing rounds rounds. and you know it's like well where does it stop and that's Mm -hmm. that's what season two should have been you know and and it kind of was you know you had the snake men you had fisto you had web store you had you know but it really should have been just and it's hard it should have been skeletor like pulling in ninjor and pulling in scareglow and you know like I'm just going to take anything I can to try and get the upper edge. And that that's what it felt like as kids getting these toys. It was like, oh, who are they yeah. coming out with now? Oh, we got Spikeor and we got Stinkor and we got... It's like, oh, and now He-Man gets Fisto and Mechanic and now mm-hmm. Skeletor gets, uh, you know, uh, Sorod and, and, you know... He-Man gets Extendar, and it was always just like, yeah. boom, 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 and where does it end, you know? And that this could have uh, been a cool intro to that. You're absolutely right. Something, like, just from this one episode, yeah. the things that you could have had as seeds to go into the uh, the rest of the season would have been interesting. And that's part of why it's like, if this episode was genuinely, we're, we're trying to sell these vehicles, Thanks, because I didn't give a crap about the vehicle. It, everything they did in this episode yeah. completely. If I was a if I was a kid back then watching this, I wouldn't have wanted that vehicle because I saw how ineffective <laughs> it was in the damn episode. Yeah. Um, but but what I really liked was uh, I liked the idea of is if he was doing that, where it's okay. Here's this. Here's that. And 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 each time it's like I'm gonna find somebody else to pull to my ranks. I'm gonna yeah. have. I'm going to have um, 
Jitsu, yeah. Scareglow, whoever, and he's pulling in all these people, and they're failing one after the other. Yeah. The third season, you could have ended on this, which would have been cool. He could have finally just broke down at the end. Skeletor would have just been like, I cannot find somebody who's able to bring me to this point where I can crush everybody and get what I want. And he goes and tries to unleash Hordak finally. Just like Evil Lynn tried. And then and then they topple the temple down and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And that could have been like in the middle of him. He's amassing the people. He's amassing. He's amassing all yeah. that stuff. And then by the end of the season, the, the season finale would be him finally opening the portal and figuring I'm going to crush you by bringing in my worst enemy and he'll take you. And then I can have what I want finally or something, you know, having it where it's it's like the the enemy yeah. of my enemy kind of a thing, you know, and and him doing that and that just completely like, like he man being like, you know, it, it's head to head against Skeletor because of what he did. But he also has Hordak now to deal with. You know, that would have been the whole snake man thing drove me nuts. <laughs> I, I always go on my tangent, but it's like that just so muddled everything for me compared to the horde would have been the the most genuine, easiest go to. And it would probably would have given us a season three. Yeah. And snake man, it, they ran their course halfway through the season, but somehow we still had to keep going with them. And it drove me nuts. No, so yeah, I, um, I agree. I th- well, I think the Snake Man just should. It just need more Skeletor in it too. It's like they should have oh, done yeah. a better job of jumping back and forth. Whereas once the Snake Man were introduced, Skeletor was just like, "Hey, eh, you get like one more episode to yourself the rest of the series." So and that's sacrilege. It is. That's sacrilege. So, I don't care. It's like it's based around Skeletor and He Man. That's how it should have been. Exactly. So. But. That, yeah, like I, it, because that's the other thing too is each instead of focusing on the Snakeman, each episode after this episode would have been cool to actually get time with each of the factions that they gathered together, and maybe like the, this faction's dealing with this problem. Yeah. Maybe Skeletor sending out people, you know, like uh, the the cool cool at this. We dealt with Trapjaw before, and he's back again, and. You know, like yeah. Adam and Man at Arms fly out there to the Mystic Mountains and all that stuff, or it, whatever. Yeah, those you know, centaur-looking guys—we never got to see anything with them, and they look mm-hmm. so cool. It's like exactly. Yeah, it would have been great yeah. to just travel around and really, really get this council going. And this, like I said, mm-hmm. this should have been the the seed of all the second season, and yet, yep. for some reason, it just got dropped. And then Snake Men, and then. Yep. But yeah, I think that's the key. Focus in on that council, make it a learning story, and yeah, make you know, and they have some cool action shots of like He Man, Man in Arms, and Teal. Like, they have their journey getting to where the dragons went to. Have that be epic, and once they get there, mm-hmm. have like you said, have He Man, you know, snuggling up with the mother dragon again and getting the dragons to come back. Let them take the dragon walkers. It makes perfect sense. Uh, for their mm-hmm. story, but had but had that be the B story, and and mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know, have it be the council that wins the day, and that's that's going to cement it. That's their starro moment, you know. That's their mm-hmm. look. We beat him here. Yeah. We can we can do it all the time. Let's join forces. Let's do this. We, exactly. we feel good, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like that quite a lot because uh, I mean. When you when you give these little cameo moments, it only makes your brain 
expand this world. Yes. And it's like this episode actually failed in that for me. Right. The way that it was done, because you just get them in this room. You don't have context to any of these people. And that's part of like, like uh, Lord Dactus. It was interesting to visit his area of Eternia. Yes. It was interesting to visit the cool attacks and stuff like that. And instead, here we are. It's, you know, they're all in this in this chamber. And the Queen of the Andreanids is on her, her <laughs> whatever it's called. The, she's, she's just laying yeah, she there. She's got this and, weird big know, old chair. Like, what was that? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You bring a whole chair, like a whole bed to your meeting? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, like, I, I don't know. I just, I wish they could have done something more with that. And I think that would have been my perfect. It, these These guys should not be just diplomatic in that they can't fight their own battles. Right. And... You know, I, I, I really and that that would have made me embrace it, too, just because here we have these warrior factions in that way. And, you know, like Randor feeling and it could even be in Randor feeling like he's better at wielding a sword than than being a diplomat. And then he finds out there's other they're all that way. Right. You know, it's like these are warrior factions within Eternia. So it's not like each of them is like a scholarly individual. They're people who have learned to be fair, to be just to their people, but they damn well can also wield a weapon yes. in defense of their people, you know? And so in that way, he feels connected to everyone in his, in his ranking mm -hmm. and the man at arms gets to relax a little. And there is that, like I said, the Avengers moment where it's like all of them are standing together and skeleton. I can hear Brian does no, you know, just that the shrieking of no and him knowing he only has his henchmen and now he's fighting a full-on alliance yeah. at the end of the episode. I mean, that that would have had me cheering Absolutely. if I saw that. Yeah, and then, he, like you said, so. Skeletor comes to realization, like, I need more warriors. I need yep. the bolster by rings. And then the thing is, go into the Snake Men after that. Go into the Snake mm -hmm. Men, have them have their arc, and then when we come back to Skeletor... Like, Skeletor shows back up, and he's like, I've got friends. And he's got, like, Spike yeah. and Scareglow and Jitsu. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, crap. We were so busy with the Snake Men that now Skeletor's been able to bolster his forces. And so now we got them on one side. We got a bigger force of Skeletor on the other side. And how do we battle? And that's the other thing that Season 2 never really got into. It's like, you got these two big evil forces... But for whatever reason, the Masters never had to face both of them at the same time. Yeah. Whereas you know, yeah. if Skeletor saw that the Snakemen, like, oh look, the Masters are overfighting the Snakemen, they're trying to get the Medallion of Serpos, let's go attack the palace. Like, Skeletor would be all over that. Yep. You know, he's, yep. he's he would take advantage of that, and we never saw that. And that's the big thing I was waiting for in Season 2, was like, when are they going to have to deal with both of them at once? Mm -hmm. You know, how does He-Man deal with the fact that he can't be in two places at once? You know, mm -hmm. and that's where he has to rely on these new warriors, bolstering the ranks with Fisto and Clamp Champ and, you know, mm -hmm. and, yep. and really, you know, we need more help too because there's too many villains now. That, sh that should have been all and season two. It should have been a warrior arms race. On top of that, too, um, and I agree completely because season two really needed something like that because, it's, like I said, Snake Man just – I hated that. <laughs> but um, the other thing that I think would have been cool 
now that I'm thinking about it, is the bolstering of the ranks deal. Because Evil Lynn double crosses him so much that to me it's at the point where he's almost ridiculous to keep having her around. (laughs) And and I actually, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I kind of dig the idea that what if he ends up finding someone who is similar to her and he, and he can have her as his new evil Lynn <laughs> and either, either have that person be, and I don't where they had issues with getting the filmation characters, but yeah. either having that person be either like a shadow weaver person <laughs> possibly, which then would be the bridge to the horde pause. Maybe that person's the one that gets Hordak instead of Skeletor. I don't know. I, whatever. Right. But, uh, the other option and me being me, <laughs> He meets Shakoti yeah, finally. Yeah. And we get 2000X Shakoti, and she ends up being crazier than he bargained for. <laughs> so now here's this whole it's like she's out there in left field playing baseball with a hockey stick. You know, <laughs> she's out there doing her thing. And it's like, okay, the snake men are showing up, and now we have Skeletor back, and we get Shakoti, and Lord knows they're going to about to open the horde. And He Man's just looking around going, man, at arms. Remember that vacation? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been really cool to have something along those lines because it would have been – she's one of those characters that – Larry Dottilio created a character where I just cannot get enough of her and I want more. Absolutely. And that, that would have been the perfect place to me to at least drop her in and go, this could be fun. You know, like, let's stir the pot with that and see what happens. And it's like yeah. crazy ensues. Well, like all of them. Like so. you could have – you know, because you're opening up the door to this council that's all across Eternia, okay, so now you have them sending their champions to Eternos. Mm-hmm. So now you've got Rio Blast coming from, you know, uh, 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 this settlement out in the West. And you've got yeah. Extendar coming. And, you know, you could have that be a part of it. Like, Brandor puts out the mm-hmm. call, like, look, we're dealing with, with, with Snake Men, we're dealing with Skeletor, he's got all these warriors, we need help in there. And so then these villages are sending, like, the best of their best to Eternos to get trained by Tila and Man-at-Arms and join the Masters. Mm-hmm. And exactly, some good stories there. But uh, Yeah. We rewrote the whole second we season, and I actually find season. it to be awesome. <laughs> we just remastered season two. Season two, done. Just with one episode. Uh, season two's done. Now, now we got to go and one after the other. Go, okay, what would this episode be, and how would it <laughs> ma- add up to the right. the whole picture? And the thing is, the so, thing is, yeah. I, like, I like the halfway point with Serpos and everything, too, which was supposed to be. That's the other thing we got to remember. Season two was cut short. It was only half the yeah. season. There should have been another 13 episodes to this arc that we never got sure. to see. So, and I do like the halfway point, because even after all this, at the halfway point of the season, Serpos destroys the entire royal palace. Like, he, mm-hmm. he takes it down to nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. so even after all this planning, all this time, the Masters still get whooped in their own backyard. And mm-hmm. what... And that's the interesting. It's like, okay, well, now what ramifications does that have for the second half of season two going into season three, which would have been the horde coming and everything. So it's like this season should have been the most amazing season of He-Man ever. But unfortunately, due to lots of outside factors, it just never got going like it should have. 
Um, yeah. I think that's the key, especially this early part, is having that arms race. Everyone's scrambling for power, power to good, power to evil, mm-hmm. power to good, power to evil, and just... Mm-hmm. Uh, and the masters are just, they're they're tired. I mean, there's only mm-hmm. one set of them. Even No matter how big their ranks get, there's only one set of them. And you've got these two villainous forces that are trying to con- yeah. constantly batting it down the door. Yeah, and, and after the destruction of the palace is when the like the diplomats all get, they have the delegates come in. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, Rio Blast. That's where those characters finally take a spotlight. Right. You get a spotlight episode that, you know, extendars come from the region of wherever. Yeah. And, you know, he, he comes in and it's his episode to prove himself. And you get each episode after that of them trying to rebuild yeah. and them also adopt, having a new person come on and, and having that, like, okay, we're getting our momentum back. We're getting a second wing because right. now clamp champs with us now, you know, Rio blast is here now, you know, who, uh, who am I missing off the, I mean, obviously they have Mossman already, but yeah, you, you start assembling yeah. that and anybody else that we haven't even thought of from the old line, yeah. all of them there. And then on top of that, you have the, like the Andrinans have tons of the B people, right. you know, and then it, with, uh, with the avians, they have tons of their people too. And it's like, they have all of these army mm-hmm. factions mm-hmm. that can come in and help them out and stuff. So it's only cementing that relationship even more, right. you know? And, and I, I like the idea that when they send them, that each of them would be like, yeah, you know, we heard about what happened. It happened so quickly we couldn't even get here in right. time, you know. So it's like that whole idea that they were in transit and couldn't get there fast enough, but they're there to at least rebuild exactly. and do the best they can to help and all that. So it's interesting because it has that like there is it's showing the weakness. Yep. They're they're not always going to be on their game. They're not going to always be fast enough. But the fact that here's people that are still wanting to help, just like they have been there for attorney all along. Here's these factions still coming to aid now and following the example. Exactly. So, yeah. God. That's a great season. That's a great season right there. <laughs> so I th- Throw away your season two disc sets. We're going to write it all. Don't worry. We got it. We got this. <laughs> Late night writing sessions. This is what happens. And, and then I'm sure there's people going, no, I liked it the way it was. And then it's like there's other people like us going, this could be really cool. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think, I think you know, not to harp too much longer, but I think basically the half a season we got can stay pretty much intact. I would think just, just weave a little more Skeletor into there. Um, yeah. But really, like you said, the majority of it comes after the destruction of the palace. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched the end of the uh, Mike Young production series. Uh, yeah. Stuff goes down, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I think that's where I think that's where the majority of what we're saying happens is in that second half of the season, um, mm-hmm. as they're learning to really work, because the masters are like an army unit in this series, but they need to take it to the next level, especially with these other factions coming in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just just putting the snake men in there alone that that creates so many problems. They really have to start functioning on a larger scale. And the thing is to have that whole build up in the second half of season two, like how they really figure out how to make it work. They defeat the snake men for good. 
Skeletor is still causing trouble, but they, they, they've gotten it back to where they're pretty much in control, and they're, they're defeating him. And then they launched Season 3 and just had the Horde come in and just wipe out everything. Well, the other thing, too, knowing at least the vague ideas of what they were hoping to do is I, I there was a yeah. part of me going, I think our idea kind of just demolished what they originally wanted to do because of the idea that they wanted to have the Masters be an underground renegade unit that yeah. season, supposedly. Well, that's what I'm and saying. I'm thinking to myself, yeah. that, that actually still could work in the in the way that we have it set up, too, which I like. It's like you have all of these factions still coming to their aid. But then I, I almost like the idea that whatever happens to Unleash Hordak, mm -hmm. it might be construed to look as He-Man has done it. Yeah. Like Skeletor manages to pull that off somehow, either using the Faker robot the, in the, that moment to do it. They suggested or, that Faker was going to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Or something yeah. where it discredits him and all the factions back away because they're seeing... Randor wanted the power to himself or something. He Skeletor would find a way to get the upper hand right. at that moment. And then the next season, then you have it. Okay. We're screwed. And this, it, we have to rebuild everything yeah. like you're saying. So that would have been, yeah, I mean, he, geez. he just had the masters to rely on at that point. They'd be this mm -hmm. underground force. And you know, there'd be, the, there'd be the villages who feel you know, who are swearing loyalty to Hordak just because they're like, well, he's top dog now. Like we got to protect mm -hmm. our people and, and really fighting the rebellion. I mean, just like Adora did mm -hmm. on Etheria where you're trying to, yep. you're really trying to, every day's a struggle just to get people to be, to step up and to say something mm -hmm. and be heard and be, you know, and rebel. I mean, that's. Mm -hmm. That's no small thing. It's like you think it's easy. It's like, oh, he's they're, they're dictators, they're evil, and everything else. It's like, yeah, but they're in power, and a lot of people would rather just kind of coast by silently uh, to these guys that are because they're obviously in power than to stand up and try and make things better. Well, uh, I I want to steal something from the Gray Skull script right off the bat. Um... And it was one of the moments that it made me smile when I read it. I want there to be a moment in season three. And I know we're talking way above and beyond what the whole point of this is. Yeah. But I want to have a moment in season three when the masters finally emerge and they're ready to take on the horde. And you have all of these people that were villagers and, and townspeople that were under Randor's reign. Yeah. And at this point, I'm guessing Randor and, and Marlena probably are dead. Because of what I happens, I think they were going to lock them away in been, another dimension. Yeah, it's, it's something they 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 are taking care of to the yeah. point where there's no royal family to, to speak of. And at at a certain moment, I want there to be a moment where it, Adam looks a little older now yeah. after everything that's going on, and he's there leading the charge instead of He Man. And you hear you have people. Uh, shocked that he's back. They didn't realize Adam was still alive yeah. or whatever. And then you have him doing the, I am Adam, Prince of Attorney. And he goes <laughs> head to head with Hordak. But he does the, yeah. you know, he does the, the whole speech to him while they're in that fight. And that's what starts helping rally people because they didn't lose everybody yeah. in this. And they needed to see him to know there was still hope. You right. know, so it's like that would have been like the season three finale where it's like he's going for it and all that stuff. And 
Maybe there's a re like maybe the sword is broke. Ah, we're we're so far off we're the so far off, off the map on this, but I'm enjoying but, that. This could be cool. That's the whole point. Yes, yes. <sighs> what anyway. could have been if they had just done to walk with dragons properly? All this would have fallen into place. Yeah. That's all. We were one episode away. We were one episode away from probably the greatest show ever made. I don't yeah. care what anybody says about Game of Thrones or Sopranos. I don't care. Secondary. Ugh. It would have been 2000 XE, man. Everybody would have loved it. Game of Thrones if you <laughs> stop before the last two seasons. But uh, Well, I think we've remastered walk, walk, To Walk With Dragons, right? I mean, we got We remastered this. the whole series. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. I I love it though. I and yeah. and yeah, it, it works. That's that's the key. Let Mattel sell their toys, mm-hmm. but still build a good story around it. My God, this one was so phoned in. It was just like we have to showcase these toys, and this is mm-hmm. exactly what the parents groups were complaining about back in the eighties. It happened in two thousand. So, but we have remastered it. Damn it! You're welcome. I just. I just thought of one other thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just thought of one other thing. All right, <laughs> really quick, real quick. I, I'm going to do my damnedest to keep this quick. We never okay, do, but go so ahead. So they take, they take the dragon walkers out to go find the dragons. Yes. And we've had this, and it's a race against time story for them because of what they got to do. Right. And I like the idea that Man-at-Arms knows how to use the holographic technology like we talked sure. about. And, and instead of it being dragons... They turn themselves into serpentors. They holographically create serpentors because they know the dragons will chase them. And that's how they get them back to the, to the palace. But right when they get to the palace, they turn off the holograms. And they also say that dragons are attracted by shiny things. So the hologram yeah. might shimmer. And then when they get to the palace, they turn off the holograms. But there's a serpentors anyway. And then they can join the fight with the dragons from the air while the other masters are dealing with it the other way along with the diplomats. Boom, I'm done. I promise. There we go. Because <laughs> I kept going, how would they bring them back? That would be the hardest part of getting them back there. And it's like, there you go. I'm trying to remember, how so, did they get them back in the episode? I don't remember because I didn't care as much. I'm not going to be completely That's honest. That's how bad it was. I'm going to have to rewatch it and we'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> When we write season three yeah. of the whole new season that we're talking, yeah, we got a whole new season. Hey, <laughs> oh lordy! So uh, yeah, that was that. That was good. That was good. I hope you guys enjoyed it yeah. as much as we did. We are keeping this one a little mm-hmm. shorter here. Um, but let us know if there's something you want to see us remaster because we've just kind of been picking. Our list is actually getting a little low from what we originally started out with. Um, and let we'll us have know. to replenish. Yeah. Or, or do you just want to see us make up stuff about season three? Do you have a specific episode or book or comic that you want us to tackle on? Um, it doesn't even have to be masters. We, <laughs> we, uh, remastered uh, man of steel the other day, just offline, just <laughs> for fun. We did yeah. that. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to hear us remaster Man of Steel? We got that one ready whenever you guys are. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks. There, yeah. Uh, I, I want to give props where props are due. Uh, they, there is a scene we came up with remastering Man of Steel that Matthew Dooch himself, <laughs> right over here, this guy, 
Is it, no, this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. I, I'm, I'm never used to this reflective thing. Um, <laughs> it, he gave me chills thinking of this one scene that he came up with for that, and it, it makes the whole thing so much richer just because of that one scene he thought of. So I'm willing to share that at any given time. Absolutely. No problem. It would be so cool Absolutely. to be able to share that with people. Oh, it's it's all the back and forth. I got we gotta have each other, it seems, because I come up with this shit on my own that's not as good. Whenever I bounce get able to bounce it off of your head, yeah, then, it's, it, then it turns out. We both do goal. that. He, he 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 knocked it out of the park with the man of steel thing. I'll throw in, but it needs to be Avengers at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Always comes back to Avengers. <laughs> Yeah, well, not not always, but it's just that that circle Avengers. <laughs> no, it's just so anyway. Avengers was just—it was a definitive movie. I mean, for everyone, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're not going to change it too far here, but for every, <laughs> for honestly, just and not just Avengers in itself, just this whole Marvel was it Phase One, Phase. Two phase one, or was phase that all one. phase one? It, 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 it ended Infinity with phase War? one. Okay. No, oh no, the phase two was uh, after Avengers. Yeah. Phase two was like Iron Man three and some of so, that yeah, stuff, right. if I so remember then, right. From Iron Man to the Infinity stuffs, like that whole era is just so unprecedented, mm-hmm. and it's it, it has so yes, they there is stuff that I would change. There is stuff I would leave out. There is stuff they absolutely misstepped. But the fact that they got all of that done long term and got from Iron mm-hmm. Man to Infinities and actually did a form of the the Infinity Gauntlet, like just the mm-hmm. fact that they completed that is amazing. In a world where for a long time, it's like we could, were considered lucky that we had two good Spider-Man films and one horrible Spider-Man film. Like, that was a huge mm-hmm. achievement. Yeah. X-Men yeah. having three mediocre movies was a huge achievement. Mm-hmm. But you forgave the flaws because it's like, but they did it. But they got X-Men on the right. big screen. Yeah. I forgave it for years until I realized, uh, I don't like any of this isn't what I've been reading. Right. None of it's actually <laughs> X-Men, pretty much. But no, no. they got X-Men on the big screen. They got Fantastic exactly. Four. I went to see both Fantastic Fours in the theaters. Like, And those were Same here. terrible. Just the fact that we live in a world where they accomplished that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. That we're living in a world where we got to see Crisis on Infinite Earths on the television screen. Like, that... Yep. Uh, if you would have told me growing up as I'm heading into teenagerhood and trying to keep my reading of comics and and He-Man and everything else on the down low because I'm trying to get a date for the weekend, you know, it's... <laughs> if you ever told me that there would be a world where we're going to the theaters to see this stuff and guys that made fun of us in high school are one of the first in line to see the latest Transformers movie. It's like... Yeah. I, I would have said you were crazy. So yeah, exactly, and and now it's just now it's the new normal for 
pop culture. It is. It's the craziest thing. And it's like, you know, people like us were the ones, well, I've been reading this for years, you know, right. and at like, uh, you know, my wife will be like, oh, I like the X-Men movies. And then it, it just, <laughs> I have to go, I can't talk now right. because I'll, 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 I'll just, I'll defeat the purpose of this conversation. <laughs> I couldn't talk to my wife for about a year after we watched Man of Steel because I went <laughs> over how many things about it were driving me insane. And, and the poor woman talk, will not watch that movie. He didn't talk to her about anything. <laughs> she's like, what do you want for dinner, honey? And she's like, he's like, not what do you want for dinner? ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. Me and my wife were dating when uh, Spider-Man 3 came out and we left the theater and she was like, oh, that was good. You know, it's like, I was like, but it wasn't black suit Spider-Man. <laughs> and she's like, well, what do you mean? I, and she actually listened to me and everything. It was, it was, so I knew she was a keeper. Because, like, she didn't understand mm-hmm. a word I'm saying, but she sat and listened to me and let me get all my issues out. But it's like, it's like, yeah, they they did it, and it was an all right movie, but it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't the the symbiote saga, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it, yeah. But but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But where was I going with this? Um, I think I think just the point is that we live in a in a time here where it's like we can, we we can be picky about this stuff. They are putting out a lot of great stuff, and, and for all the flaws and missteps overall, they are putting out quality stuff that is. Fairly true to source material. So, mm-hmm. take the wins where you can get it. Hopefully, we'll have... Uh, I mean, it's November now. So, we're that much closer to Revelation and uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So, that's, yeah. that's good. Uh, the UK. Yeah. You see the UK's getting uh, Wave 3 of Origins already? Yeah, yeah, I I, I I got a whole bunch of messages from David Clark over over the weekend going, how did that work? And I just go, International Dateline, they celebrate New Year's before us every year, you know that, right? And I'm like, you know that's sarcasm, because I know, but at the same time, I think there might be something to that. <laughs> I'm like, no, I honestly, oh. I, think, I think they might be doing that, because it is... It, even movies get in, uh, released internationally sometimes before we get them here nowadays. The international market does actually account for more than we give it credit for oh, absolutely. here in America. It's, it's so. just weird that they're really, I mean, this is the Shira Roboto, mm-hmm. um, Zodak, Zodak, Merman, I think, right? Who was the last one? Merman. Merman, yes. Is it Merman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Merman. That wave, whereas here in the U.S., we're just starting to see the Scareglow, Manny Faces, Orko, mm-hmm. and Trapjaw wave drop. So yeah, there's there's some weird stuff going on, but all in all, it is also origins. It is a little odd the way it's all working out with that line for me. No matter what. Oh yes, <laughs> it's it's the most piecemeal line I've ever met. I've ever heard of in a in a toy line to this point. Right, but it's a good time to be a master's fan. It is, it is. We got lots of stuff coming. We got, oh, we got the comics coming, too. Everyone keeps forgetting about those. There's going to be the lead-in comics to Revelations. The lead-ins, yeah. Uh, so if you figure Revelations is like six to nine months out, so you figure the comics, I forget how many issues they said, but you got to figure they're probably only about three to six months out, right, then? 
Hopefully, as long as everything, I mean, the whole coronavirus thing that's in everything up earlier this year, but uh, I haven't heard of anything so far, but let's hope. It'd be kind of nice to have something new to read. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember how many issues they said it would be, but you think if it's a lead-in that it's going to try and lead in. Like, if the the cartoon's premiering in June and it's three issues, it'll probably be about April when that comes out. So Mm -hmm. you'd think they would want to have it wrapped up before that. So... Uh, I they're releasing news on a lot of stuff that's happening just at the beginning of next year right now. Right, right, right. So, no, you know, just, it, hopefully maybe by December, January, we might be hearing something yeah. finally. No, I'm I'm totally just making up months there, just so everyone knows. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying if... We're remastering the calendar. We're remastering now. the calendar. I'm releasing it now. Click. Uh, Everything's released. Go enjoy it, guys. No, I'm just saying, if, if, if we have that long to wait for that, it's going to be a couple months sooner, at least for, like, the lead-in stuff. So, uh, Masterverse yep. should be coming up. I just There's lots to look forward to. We're coming up to holiday season. We're almost to the end of 2020. Thank the Lord. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully 2021 will be a better year. 2021. It's got, it's got a Castle Grayskull, so... Yeah, that's true. Gotta be better. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll leave it at this. We want to thank everybody for joining <laughs> us uh, tonight. Uh, thanks for the remastering. Drop us a comment down below. Let us know what you thought about our To Walk With Dragons remaster, uh, our entire Season 3 remaster. Let us know what you want to see. You want to see Man of Steel? You want to see Batman Beyond? You got a He-Man thing you want us to talk about, maybe? We can do that, too. Uh, Sean, anything to wrap us up with? Uh, I want to see season three of Masters of the Universe from MYP Productions. So, absolutely, it's already going on in here. It's already there. So, we might have to do this just to get it out of my system. Sometimes we might have to <laughs> be on the lookout for that. Click all those buttons oh boy. down below. Uh, like, share, subscribe, ring that bell so you notify so you're notified when a new episode goes live. Uh, and until next time, guys. Until next time.